0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Hello, everyone. Before we start the episode today, Wizards of the Coast has asked us to make a very exciting announcement. You want to do it? I'm not even sure what to say. I never thought we would be announcing something quite like this. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Magic has never had a live event dedicated to Commander until now. That's right.
2: Wizards is teaming up with Channel Fireball, Pastimes Comics and Games, and Star City Games to bring you the first ever brand new type of live event called Command Fest. As you can probably guess, these are going to be similar to Magic Fest and GPs, but focused all around our favorite format, Commander.
1: Yeah, I think last month in Vegas was really a coming out party for the casual and commander crowd. We had such a great showing from our community and it was honestly the most fun I've ever had at a live magic event. So I'm really happy Wizards is sitting up and taking notice.
2: Yeah, and the crazy thing is there are going to be three of these events before the end of the year. So here are the dates and locations so you can mark it on your calendar. First up, Command Fest Seattle will take place November 1st through November 3rd. Command Fest Chicago will also take place November 1st through November 3rd. And finally, Command Fest Washington, D.C. will take place December 13th through
1: the 15th. Now, as you can see, these are all three-day events, and they're going to be a blast. A great opportunity to sling a ton of spells, make new friends, and even battle with some of your favorite and most well-known people from the Magic community. It'll also be a good chance for you to get your hand on that sweet Soul Ring promo card.
2: You know the one I'm talking about. Oh yeah, I got one in Vegas, and well, I have like 20 Commander decks, so (laughs) I need more than one. (laughs) Yep, I hear that. Okay, we're going to put links in the show notes below to each of the organizers' webpages where they're going to release more details as they become available, but you should strongly consider making those dates free because these are going to be a ton of fun.
1: Yeah, and on that note, before we go, I want to say that I'm already planning to attend Command Fest Seattle November 1st through the 3rd, so if you want to take on a game night, That's me. That's going to be your chance. And my schedule's a bit more up in the air right now, but I'm going to
2: try my darndest to also make it to Command Fest Seattle and sling some spells with you guys. After all, it is
1: my hometown. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, on to the episode where we're about to reveal our Throne of Eldraine preview card.
0: Greetings, humans. You have entered the Command Zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon
1: Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Hey there, little red riding hood. You sure are looking good. You're everything that a big bad wolf could want. Oh!
2: Kiwi's somewhere being like, what is happening in that room? What's up, everybody? You are watching/slash listening to the Command Zone podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. Jimmy. Mm. It's almost time. It is almost time. Throne to, of Eldraine. To, to ascend to the throne. I've been dethroned many times, but I've never actually sat on the throne in the way that this set promises to uh, have us do. Uh, yeah, fantasy meets Arthurian legend in Magic's newest set, and today we have a very special preview card to share with you all today. It's pretty exciting. It's a commander that you can play in commander, but first... This show is brought to you by CardKingdom.com slash zone. That's our affiliate link. We're going to be talking about tons of cards today. And if you want to get your hands on any of those cards very quickly, Card Kingdom is the place to go. Really fast shipping. All you have to do is type in our affiliate link, CardKingdom.com slash zone, and you directly support the show and everything that we do here at the Command Center.
1: Also, they are still for only a little bit longer running right. the promotion where if you order C19 Commander 2019 sealed product, In the mail with your product, you will receive a code that will unlock special backgrounds in our Lifelinker app. And also, either right now or very soon, you'll be able to pre-order the Throne of Eldraine stuff. So a lot going on at Card Kingdom that you want to get your hands on. Additionally, while you're there or anywhere you're at, you can support us by supporting our other sponsor, which is Ultra Pro. They have all the Commander 2019-themed stuff. They're definitely going to have all the Throne of Eldraine-themed oh, stuff. Man. And the art from Throne of Eldraine is insane. <laughs> uh, I love everything I've seen so far. So you definitely want that on your sleeves, your deck boxes, your playmats. Ultra Pro makes the best stuff, protects your cards, and makes your battlefield look awesome. Uh, and the final way to support all of our content <laughs> is, I forgot, I was like, what's next? Uh, the final way to support all of our content is directly. If you go to patreon.com slash command zone, you can contribute directly to command zone game nights. It helps keep the, the lights on around here. Um, and you also get to do things like talk to us on our discord. Ask us questions directly. You get to watch game nights early. A day early. Yeah, before anybody else. Yep. So a lot of rewards there. Again, patreon.com slash command zone. In fact, we call out one lucky patron every single episode. Hi. And this episode is dedicated to Brock Webb. Webb. Brock. Brock. You rock. That oh, rhymed. Right. I liked a nice, easy name, too. That doesn't always happen. I know, right? <laughs> that was, thank you, Brock. Brock <laughs> Webb, that's a cool <laughs> name, too. Dude, what the heck? Okay, so let's uh, get right into it here. One thing. So our Throne of Eldrain preview card. Thank you, Wizards of the Coast, for providing us with this card free of charge. Mm-hmm. I said it. I'm supposed to say that every time, Hashtag but sometimes we forget. Disclosure. <laughs> okay, so before we reveal the card, I wanted I, we wanted to say something here. So they're doing this thing for Eldraine that they've never done before. Yep. There's three different kinds of booster packs yeah, for it's this set. Booster fun. Booster fun. So there are draft boosters, which are the normal booster packs we're used to. There are mm-hmm. theme boosters, which are packs that you can kind of choose. One of the colors in this case, yeah. They didn't they do this for um, one of the past sets? Yeah, I think. it might be one of the Eldritch and, in... or maybe one of the Ravnica sets where you're like, oh, I want an Is it pack or something? Yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. They, they tried this out in the past, which it allows people to just choose like, oh, I want to get mostly green cards. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to open a booster pack. You know, I have a green deck and I want to get green cards. So it is great for the new player experience, by the way. Yeah. So theme boosters have like more of a certain color in this case, um, and then they have collector boosters, which has my. <laughs> eyes your, tingling your and I'm like hello it has you it's and my name. written all over
2: it <laughs> <laughs> so- yeah collector boosters have sort of like the premium cards they're gonna have more foils more of all the things as well as like special different frames for a lot of the cards that you can get as well
1: yeah they're gonna have uh, extended art borderless planeswalkers they're showcase cards if you've seen they've yep. already started previewing some stuff and they've shown that off the collector's boosters are gonna be like expensive limited run booster packs that have more bling in them. Um, So the reason I wanted to talk about this is because our preview card is a legendary creature and is available as a regular card and an extended art version Uh, of the card is available. So we're going to show both cards when we read it and inevitably there'll be a bunch of questions like how do I get a hold of that extended art card again Morrow talked about this stuff at Comic-Con but it is a little confusing Mm -hmm. where you get each version of card like which kind of booster pack has what but we do know that the extended art version of our preview card is only available in the collector's booster packs it will be available in non-foil and foil. So the regular version comes in regular booster packs, but if you want the extended art version, it will need to come from a collector's booster pack. Or you can just order, order it on card.com. I was just going to say, or yeah. you can find it at Kingdom.com/commands. Okay. Okay, all that out of the way. Let's read our preview card. Go ahead, Jimmy. All you... right. Introducing Gadwick the Wizened. I'm wise. <laughs>
2: X blue, blue, blue for a legendary creature. Human Wizard 3-3. When Gadwick the Wizened. enters the battlefield draw x
0: cards
2: (laughs) draw 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 and whenever you cast a blue spell tap target non-land permanent an opponent controls yeah, okay. that's, uh, that's uh, look at this. It's a blue, 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 mono-blue wizard legendary creature. Uh, there are a lot of synergies with wizards in general, but this can be a commander or part of the 99. So today, like we always do, we're going to go through a ton of different cards that we think is going to go well with this. So what are your initial impressions?
1: Do we think this is powerful, Josh? I mean, a lot of the cards that are very similar do see play in commander, so mm-hmm. I think it's obviously powerful. Stroke of Genius, Brain Geyser, Blue Sun Zenith. It's kind of that on a creature. Uh, blue, 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 and X to draw that many cards is the type of effect that many decks want, so I think, yeah, it's definitely powerful. Then it has that whole second row of text, which I think is easy to overlook, but uh, we're gonna mention a bunch of cards that I think actually make that part of the card very powerful. Yeah, 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 totally. So, don't overlook the second part of text. Drawing cards, of course, my favorite thing to do in Magic, so of course I like it. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I think it's
2: great that you can just play it for blue, 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 so you can play it on turn three. I think that opens it up for competitive EDH as well, Uh, and if you have more mana, you can pay more mana into it. You can't flicker this to draw more cards because it's right. the casting cost, but that means that if Gadwick dies and you cast him again, you can at that point invest even more mana to him past the commander tax to draw card. So I think there's a lot of upside on that half of it. And then the second half I think is really innocuous. You're right. Don't look past it because it may seem like, oh, you have to cast spell to tap one thing. And just tapping stuff, how good can that be? No, it turns out it can be very good as
1: we will go right into it. All right, so let's start off with the first part of the text, though, the drawing of the cards. This is the type of effect that you're going to want to do multiple times, and you're not really going to want Gadwick to die because that commander tax won't count towards the cards you're drawing. So there's a bunch of ways to sort of recycle Gadwick, uh, play him again and again and again, and use him as a card draw engine.
2: Yeah, one of my favorites is a card that sees a lot of play in Animar decks. It's Cloudstone Kyrio, a three-mana artifact that whenever a non-artifact permanent enters the battlefield under your control, you may return another permanent you control that shares a permanent type with it to its owner's hand. So if you were to play a creature while Gadwick is out, you can choose to bounce Gadwick to your hand. And if it's a blue creature, Gadwick will still trigger because these things are entering the battlefield. Yep. And you're casting a spell to trigger Gadwick. So, so you tap something down, get
1: Badwick, Gadwick back. Badwick. Gadwick. Get- Ooh. <laughs> He's, a, He's bad a bad wolf. wolf. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so that's super good, especially since like now you recast and draw a bunch more cards. Yeah. And then bounce the thing you just bounced, and then that's, you're set back up to do the same thing again over and over. Yep. Uh, two cards that are kind of similar, Crystal Shard and Erratic Portal. Both of them are artifacts that allow you to pay some mana, tap them, and then return a creature to its owner's hand. And so you'll target yourself with these. Right. Because it Uh, says unless its controller pays one, you're the controller, you're not going to pay one. Yeah. So you do that. You bounce Gadwick
2: and then replay again. Draw more cards. Yep. Uh, These next two, uh, one of them is pretty new. It's Sanctum of Eternity in Commander 2019. This is already sort of um, raising a lot of eyes here. Uh, It's a, a land that you can tap for colorless or you can pay two and tap it to return target commander you own from the battlefield to your hand. And you can activate this ability only during your turn. So that's actually really, really interesting. Um, Aside from the fact that this can fit in probably every single commander deck ever, Gadwick,
1: Badwick, especially likes it uh, because you can,
2: of course, recast him.
1: Yeah, better in Gadwick, I think, than most commander decks. A lot of commanders, they don't care that much if if they're bouncing back to your hand or not. This one has a big effect every time that you play it, or can at least. Yeah. Uh, And the next one is Riptide Laboratory which is a land that you can tap for colorless, or you can pay one in a blue and tap it and return target wizard you control to its owner's hand. So, Gadwick is a wizard. Uh, The next two are, again, very similar. This is the first card I thought of Mm -hmm. when I saw it, and I think it's kind of obvious. It's Panharmonicon. It's a card that just doubles enter-the-battlefield effects on artifacts and creatures, and so you would draw twice as many cards with Gatwick. So now yeah. that's getting pretty good because the rate is not great when you're at lower manas, right? Because blue, 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 and X is equal to three is six mana draw three. Eh. Not the best. There are S- cards that do that and draw four cards. Yeah. Just straight up. But six mana draw six with Panharmonicon out, Now that's now we're getting into like... Yeah. Really efficient, good card draw territory. And because Gadwick is a wizard, that means you can play a card
2: like Nabon Dean of Iteration, who's one in the blue, so not four man like Panharmonicon. That's a human wizard that says basically the same thing, but it's if a wizard entering the battlefield under uh, your control causes them triggered trigger
1: the ability of a permanent you control to trigger, it triggers an additional time. So. So, again, and Neheb, or sorry, Nabon yeah. Nabon is good with Cloudstone Curio, and if you have those three things going, you could basically be drawing double cards and using Nebon to bounce. To bounce him as yeah. well. And then when you play the other one,
2: Nabon comes back, yeah. So you yeah. can essentially go round and round the sun, draw tons of cards. Well, in order to do that,
1: though, you're going to need to generate a butt-ton of mana. Yeah, that's the big thing with uh, Gadwick, right? You need to generate a lot of mana to really get the most out of it. Because like we said, six mana, draw three, not that great. Yeah. But 12 mana, draw nine. Yeah. That's starting to get really good. And if you're making 12 mana, you know, why don't you just go ahead and make infinite mana? (laughs) Mono blue is one of the best colors of doing
2: that as well. Um, And it's it's largely in part of a card called Dramatic Reversal when you pair it up with a card like Isochron Scepter. So Isochron Scepter is one of those cards that I think usually flies under the radar because it you know, it's like a two-card combo, and you're not winning the game with it, but you're doing something with it. It's huge in CEDH, so yeah. you know it, this You know this type of combo is very, very powerful. Yeah, it's a two-mana artifact with imprint, and so when Isochron Scepter enters the battlefield, you can exile an instant with CMC two or less from your hand, and then you can pay two and tap the Isochron Scepter, and you can copy the exiled card. If you do, you pay it without paying its mana cost. So if it costs two mana, you pay two mana for
1: it. Uh, but you cast it, like, every turn, right? Because you yeah. now instead of the card going in your graveyard... It's, an, it's on an artifact that you just tap and do that every time. Mm-hmm. But when you pair it up with... Dramatic
2: Reversal. One in the blue, it's an instant. It just says, untap all non-land permanents you control. So you can do this with the Escaron Scepter. It's going to untap it. And if you guys have at least one mana rock, right? Just one. Just one. You can essentially just keep doing this over and over again and just generate a ton of mana. You just need to be able
1: to pay back the cost plus one of the two to tap the Isochron Scepter. Yeah, because the dramatic reversal makes the Isochron untap itself. Mm -hmm. It kind of gets Paradox Engine in there. This is a classic combo, infinite mana combo. Uh, Another one we've talked about many times on the show is Basalt Monolith and Rings of Bright Hearth or Power Artifact. It makes the... Assault Monolith basically costs less to untap, mm-hmm. and so then you're gaining mana every time you tap it. It does work with Grim Monolith, too, uh, which is a very expensive card. Also, Power, power, power Artifact yeah. very, very expensive. <laughs> Those are all getting up these there, are, to be honest. These are, again, very classic infinite mana combos, and they're very reliable in blue specifically because blue is the best color at finding artifacts. Yeah. So you've got... And I'd say the thing that sort of puts Blue over the top, because Black can find artifacts too, right, because it tutors, is a lot of Blue's artifact tutors put the artifact directly into play. Yeah,
2: and they want you to have other artifacts in play, so it's it's all very synergistic in in, in itself. So
1: there's... I'm not going to read them all because... Well, there's a lot of text. Yeah, but just trust me, all these cards help you get the artifact you need into play or f- help you find it. So there's War of Invention, Fabricate, Reshape, Transmute Artifact, and Tezzeret the Seeker. All of those have a way to find the artifact you need, and a lot of them put it directly Directly into play, play. which means like, you put it into play and now you're going off the turn you tutored for it, which is what kind of puts this in the crazy category. So again, if you have infinite mana with Gadwick, you're going to win because what you just did is drew your entire deck Mm -hmm. because X is equal to however many cards were in there, and you have infinite mana. So you cast your entire deck. That's a that's a pretty good way to go. Now a lot of people don't yeah. like infinite combos and get mad at us when we even talk about them. So <laughs> there are other ways to just what's what's my uh, favorite saying, which you don't have to go infinite. Yeah, you just have to go a lot, a lot. Yeah. So there's a couple of cards here that if you don't want to go the infinite route, or would probably still in the go in the deck even if you are going the infinite route, just right, to just sort to of get like you there backup.
2: Yeah. Yeah, these are, these are like, uh, if you guys have ever seen the Fast and the Furious, these are the kind of cards that are like the NOS button. Yes, exactly. It's like,
1: I'm going into overdrive. You may not
2: win the race necessarily, <laughs> but you're going to clear that stretch faster than everyone else. Uh, cards like High Tide. It's a blue for an instant, and it says, until end in turn, whenever a player taps an island for man, that player adds an additional blue. Uh, not to mention, we're going to talk about the second half of the card later, but any of these blue spells that we're saying that are cheap to cast, they're
1: also going to help. Tap a creature or tap activate creature. Oh, yeah. Gadwick's second ability. Yeah. yeah, High Tide, super powerful, in a mono-blue deck. You're going to have mostly Islands. Makes all your lands tap for two. That's just really good with Gadwick, obviously, because you can just draw more cards. Uh, another one, Doubling Cube, yep. which is a two-mana artifact that you can pay three and tap it, and you double the amount of each type of mana in your mana pool. So if you're creating, what, you have to have at least four mana in your mana pool, that turns... No, you need you need six a mana.
2: Yeah, well, six is you need seven mana okay. because it costs three. So but if once you you're seven above mana, that
1: threshold, yeah, now which you're...
2: isn't hard, especially with High Tide and the, all the other shenanigans. Yeah. And if you're playing like Snow Covered Islands in the Mono Blue deck, you can run the classic sort of um, common to make their, your your specifically your islands cost more yeah. through the yeah, I forget the name of it, but it's uh, erratic. Lens, lens, extra
1: planar, extra planar lens. And you start with an E. Jeez, we almost got there. Nobody even noticed. <laughs> no one noticed. Wow, wasn't it great how they knew every card immediately? <laughs> so, um, there's a couple of I think classic ways to win. Like, this build's probably the most powerful build of the deck, right? You yeah, go just try and draw out your entire goal is make infinite mana, use Gadwick to draw your deck, and then win with one of the following cards, which are classic win conditions in very powerful decks Laboratory Maniac. And Jace, Wielder of mysteries. mysteries. These both do the basically the same thing. If you go to draw a card and you have no cards in your library, instead of losing the game, you win, you the, win game. the game. Jace's is particularly good because it can also be activated to draw you the card that then wins you the game. Yeah. Um, Jace's, the fact that they made
2: Jace makes every lab man deck just better. This card yeah. is absurd.
1: And if you have infinite mana, once again, you just counted the cards in your deck, played Gadwick for X is equal to that, still have infinite mana left in your mana pool, mm-hmm. and now you're, you're in blue. You can protect your win. That's going to be... Definitely a lot of people are going to die to Gadwick in that manner. Yeah. and might be card, boring, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, like, it could be exciting for the right people. Right. And that's, why, again, why I think Gadwick may have potential in CDH as someone that has no idea what he's talking about. It seems like this is one of those cards that could just make it through.
1: I mean, mono blue is just powerful on its own in CDH. There's a Teferi, Teferi deck, Urza yeah. already. It will remain to be seen whether... Gadwick yeah, can be more powerful than Urza, and maybe you'd be better off just running Urza, but mm-hmm. it does seem like it could be up there at the very least. Um, yeah, another possible win condition in infinite mana, style, these style decks is Blue Sun Zenith. Yeah, but not because you're drawing your deck out. You're making someone else draw their deck out. Yeah, so you just target a player and say, however many cards in your library, draw that many, mm-hmm. plus 20. And then usually these decks have you know, uh, ways mm-hmm. to get stuff back, Blue Sun Zenith reshuffles itself, so mm-hmm. again, if you drew your entire deck, it would be the top card of your library. So if you can just cantrip or something, you'll get it. Yep. And yep. then yeah. Yada da da da, win that way. That's... Keep on
2: drawing cards. It's exciting. If
1: you eh. if you've played Commander, <laughs> you've lost a lab maniac in Blue Sun Zenith many, many times. So yeah. it's it is the type of thing that I think Jimmy and I both are kinda like, yeah, that happens. Like yeah, it's, my it's...
2: fondest memory is just being like, oh, Okay. All right. Well, I guess that's it. We're yeah, done with that one. Yeah, let's shuffle
1: up. Yeah, <laughs> it's not something I think that for me personally gets me super, super excited, but it is powerful. Yeah, and it's a way to win. And sometimes you, you know, decks need
2: different win conditions. Right. And so this deck can have that in in it as well. Or you can just sort of play the second half of the text. But before we get into it, there's a lot of uh, more cards to talk about. We're gonna have a quick mineral break to hear from our sponsors.
1: All right, we're back. Uh, We're going to talk about the second part of Gadwick's text. It's really easy to overlook, so I'm going to reread it here. Gadwick says, whenever you cast a blue spell, tap target non-land permanent and opponent controls. Could this be more powerful than the first half? I don't know if it's more powerful, but it's definitely more interesting to me. And Yeah, way more interesting. And, and there are a lot of cool things you can do with it. Uh, my hope is that the first part of Gadwitch's text is not so scary because of the stuff we talked about in the first half of this episode that people just don't allow you to play. Right the card because that is definitely possible yeah Gadwick has to enter the battlefield so countering it's not like a cast trigger yeah or maybe they kill it on site because they're worried about whatever although in the above scenario in the scenario we talked about earlier where you get infinite mana draw your entire deck gadwick's just sitting in the command zone the whole time until you try and go win so playing gadwick early might actually make you less scary Mm -hmm. so playing him for like one or two or whatever yeah whatever i just get it out and then people like oh well Now you can't cast it and draw a bunch of cards, obviously. You have to sack it, get it back in the command zone somehow. So maybe this will work in your favor, and you'll get to do some of these fun shenanigans uh, that we're about to talk about. So the tapping of something, there's a card called Twiddle in the old days. Now, Twiddle could tap or untap something, and it could do lands. So it's not the exact same. Or
2: land. Actually, this card's been seen playing in modern as well. Yeah, there's Twiddle Thumbs. yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, this category we're going to call Twiddle Your Thumbs, uh, because the... It's similar to Twiddle, it's not the exact same, mm-hmm. but being able to tap something is very powerful. Tapping artifacts that people control, like mana rocks during their upkeep, if you yep. have instances, tapping creatures down before combat can is pseudo-removal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, can stop them from doing what they're supposed to do, which is very, very powerful. So you, you tack, tap something onto other cards, and all of a sudden I think a lot of things maybe become playable that you wouldn't normally think about. Yeah, one thing that works really well for
2: Gatwick, obviously, are really cheap cost cards, and there have been tons of instant speed cantrips. And the cantrip in Magic the Gathering means a card that essentially replaces itself. It draws a card, uh, and a lot of times you can classify cantrip into cards like Brainstorm. Yep. Where you're drawing more than one card, but ultimately you're just sort of net one in that case. Uh, opt. Quicken, Visions of Beyond, Clairvoyance, and peak. These are all very cheaply costed, but they basically replace themselves. We had a lot of these sort of like, if you remember our feather deck tech, yep. a lot of the cards were turned into cantrips because they replace themselves and put them back into your hand at the end of the turn. Um, this is something that just keeps your hand going, but more importantly can reactivate the ability on Gatwick a bunch of times.
1: Yeah, and I think the important thing is there's all one mana. There's a ton of them. The yeah. ones you read are like a percentage. There's probably <laughs> 30. Uh, I don't think you run 30, but... They replace themselves, they cost one mana, and they're instant speed. It's very important that they're instant speed because you want to be tapping things down on other players' turns before combat. Mm Because if I tap down Jimmy's big creature, then pass the turn to him, it just untaps, right? But if I say, oh, before you go to combat, I tap down your Ulamog, well, it's a lot less good. Yeah. (laughs) turns out just tapping something that's monstrous
2: and scary can be a huge, huge game changer. You're even using that as a politicking tactic, which is like, hey, look – I know that thing has annihilator. I don't want it to swing at me because if it does, I'm just gonna. I, I will have tap. I will, I don't want that to force it to be tapped it down before combat. So where are you going with that thing?
1: Yeah, this is my favorite question. What are you going to do with that? Yeah. Do I need to kill it or are you going to swing at somebody else? Yeah. Do I need to tap it down or are you going to swing at somebody else? That that totally works. Um. Yeah. The next. The next. Uh... Yeah.
2: There's a bunch of cards that have the the keyword cipher on it. Yep. And cipher is interesting because it. Uh, you basically exile a card after you cast it and you put it onto a creature you control and then whenever that creature deals combat damage to a player you get to cast a copy of the encoded card without paying its mana cost. So the cast part of it's important because that's what Cadwick's looking for. Hands of Binding is an interesting one. It kind of is redundant for what he does. It's one in the blue for a sorcery. Tap target creature and opponent controls. That creature doesn't untap during its controller next untap step. So if you're constantly tapping things down, there's a really good chance that you're also going to be able to get in with damage with whatever creature you end up suffering this hands of binding to, and at that point you're casting this spell again. Gadwick's going to trigger once, as well as this hand doing the same. Uh, this spell doing the same tap down thing. So you get a lot of redundant effects, but more importantly, you're going to really be able to like double the effect of what Gadwick's doing and really shut down some boards or control
1: the table a lot more. I like this card a lot. Think of the efficiency of this, right? Even if you just have Gadwick out, mm-hmm. you cast hands of binding. You target a creature. That triggers Gadwick. You target another creature. You just tap down two things. One is not going to untap until its controller's next untap step. Now you encode hands of binding are onto Gadwick. Mm-hmm. Swing with Gadwick. That Bob. casts a copy of Hands of Binding. You tap down another creature. It's not going to untap. And you cast a blue spell, so you tap down another creature. Yeah. And the effectiveness of this is two creatures got locked down. They're not going to untap. Two other creatures, shields down, which means that now when not you pass. Not even pa- creatures. It could be non-land permanence. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because And now when you pass care. to your next opponent, if you did this, you know, they're going to look at your other opponents and be like, oh, their shields are totally down. Right. Now I can just swing at them for free. Right. And so, yeah, I if think you're unable to attack through with Gatwick for
2: someone after, if you have the ability to tap two things down in a four player game at like turn, I guess four or so, that's
1: crazy to me. So like yeah, you should be able to get mana. through. You yeah. You just did all that. Like that. I, I love the efficiency of that card. Really, really cool. There's another Cypher card called last thoughts, which is kind of a curiosity type card. Yeah. It's, it's a draw card. Um, i think this is just more value it's you cipher you cast it you draw a card you tap something down then you cipher it onto something and then draw win. some cards yeah, yeah draw cards when you tap attack more stuff it's down. good not a, i don't think it's good as, i mean four uh, mana is a bit heavy yeah. but
2: if you're not going the go infinite with your mana and draw a billion cards with him
1: maybe this will help also like deter people from wanting to kill you uh there's also buyback cards so there's are cards you can cast over and over and over again this is a classic one yeah capsize uh Speaking of no fun cards,
2: one blue blue for an instant. You may pay an additional three when you cast it, though. And it's buyback, and then if you do, it goes back to your hand as a result. So for six mana, you get to cast this over and over and over again.
1: Uh, and it just says return target permanent to its owner's hand. This is another possible win condition in the uh, infinite mana yeah. uh, version of the deck because once you have infinite mana, you bounce everything, including lands that your opponents have because you just buy it back over and over. Yeah. Also, this can target Gadwick, so... Right. On your, you know, if you needed to, you could target Gadwick, tap something down, get it back to your hand, recast, draw more cards. Yeah. Again, you're you're adding the text tar- tap,
2: target non land permanent onto each of these, and so that's how we get to view the the efficiency and how good these cards are.
1: Uh, um, the next one is kind of works like a second Gadwick. Yeah. So it's Quiet Contemplation, which is two and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever you cast a non creature spell you may pay one if you do tap target creature in opponent controls and it doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. So it's creature only, Mm -hmm. but it freezes them, it sleeps them, they they don't wake up until the uh, two untaps from now. Yeah, I've always been looking for a deck to put
2: Quiet Contemplation into since it came out, and this seems like, this and maybe Kaikar, those those kinds of decks are the ones that you want to be putting in, because you'll be casting lots of cheap, cheap cantrips and spells.
1: So I know what a lot of people out there are thinking. It's like, oh, that's great. That's cute, Jimmy, Josh. Like, you're tapping things down. Like, <laughs> you know, you could get some stuff done, but it doesn't seem super powerful. And I think, you know, this version of the deck that's, re- that's sort of relying on Gadwick's second ability is going to put in a bunch of additional value, additional reasons. I- I'm not just tapping your thing down. Something else is happening, or or I'm getting additional value from doing that. Yep, so these are...
2: Uh, some cards that are interesting and you may never have played them otherwise betrayal is the first one it's blue for an enchantment aura and you can only enchant and creature and opponent controls however whenever an enchanted creature becomes tapped you draw a card so normally it's like ah that thing's going to attack so i'll put this on there and it'll swing well in this case it's like no i'm going to be able to repeatedly tap this thing with my gadwick and draw cards from it as well and refill my hand so i can do it over and over and over again
1: And, you know, this is a blue spell. We'll tap something down. And as long as you have, like, something in hand to follow it up with, it's going to replace itself Mm -hmm. on the turn you play it, right? Cast it on that thing. Tap this other thing. Now cast something else. Tap the thing I put Betrayal on. Draw draw the card. And now everything from there is gravy Mm because it's so cheap. It's one mana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This next one's really, really good in the deck. It's Verity Circle. It's two and a blue for an enchantment. It says, whenever a creature an opponent controls becomes tapped, uh, if it wasn't being declared as an attacker... You may draw a card. So, again, every this th- is great. This is great. Like, uh, this is like the betrayal, but on every single creature yeah. on the battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very powerful. It also has an activated ability for four and a blue, and you can tap target creature without flying. And it'll draw you a card. Yeah, which is a lot more mana than you're going to want to spend, because you really just want to spend one mana for mm-hmm. brainstorm, tap a creature, draw an extra card now off your brainstorm, which is insane.
2: Yeah, I like varied circle a lot. Yeah. Again, another card I, I I'd like to see. Uh, this one, this one's interesting. Temporal Distortion, it's three blue blue for an enchantment. Whenever a creature or land becomes tapped, put an hourglass counter on it. And each permanent with an hourglass counter on it doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. However, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, remove all hourglass counters from permanents that player controls. So it's kind of like Vorinclex in a way, yes. where yeah. if you tap something down, it's it's marked. Now all of a sudden, it's not going to untap during your next untap step. But on your upkeep afterwards, all of those little counter marks are gonna go away and then they're gonna resume untapping as normal, but you have to wait another turn to do so.
1: It's really the equivalent of Hands of Binding, which says it will not untap during its next untap step. Yeah, It's basically that, but, they yeah, just, but in the back in the whole... day, they wanted you to do a bunch of accounting rather yeah. than just remember. <laughs> hey, everyone, make sure you put an hourglass permanent <laughs> or counter on any creature or land that you're gonna tap this turn, like, oh gosh. But now every time you tap something with Gadwick, it's not untapping until the turn after the next turn for them. Yeah. Which is very powerful. And again, you don't really care if this happens to your creatures because you're not worried about the tapping and tapping part. You've got so much value. Gadwick is so much value by itself. Just lengthening the game a little and making it safe out there is going to be to your advantage. Yeah. Uh, the next one is a favorite of mine. It's Meek Stone, it's a one man artifact. And it says creatures with power three or greater don't untap during their controller's untap steps. Oh, that's that's so it. They just nice. don't untap. It's not the next yeah. turn. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and this is cheap to play as
2: well. It's just a one-mana artifact. It's not going to trigger Gadwick, but that doesn't really matter at this point. You're just going to have this out there, and boom, get that down, get that down, get that down, and never untap again. Yeah, as long as Meekstone's there, that stuff's just locked out forever. And the thing is, tapping is effective in, in EDH with this kind of... Because not many people play untap effects. Right. So if you're able to lock them down like this, it's it's pretty great. Uh, next up, Dream Tides. Two blue-blue for an enchantment. Creatures don't untap during their controllers Is untap steps. So similar to Mixum, but in this case it's universal. And at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player may choose any number of tapped non-green creatures they control and pay two for each creature chosen this way if the player does untap those creatures. So Non-green, so green doesn't get affected by this randomly. No, green is locked down. Well, oh, green is they, locked they no entirely? out yeah, yeah, they have yeah, no yeah. way out. That's insane. <laughs> it's almost like you're, you know, it's like a propaganda but for untapping.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to untap that? Well, it costs two. Yeah. That's a lot. So it is a lot. It taxes your opponents heavily, and it's super annoying. Yeah. And, and they don't untap during their untap steps. It's not like, again, Yeah, <laughs> it's not like the hourglass thing. No, it's just like, nope, you're going to have to pay two at some point if you ever want to untap that. Yeah, and Gabba can't tap down lands,
2: but you can kind of with Dream Tides by forcing them to tap lands. to yeah, untap the creature, point.
1: So <laughs> it kind of works. Uh, the next one is an interesting card. It's called Arena of the Ancients. It's three mana for an artifact. It says legendary creatures don't untap during their controllers' untap steps. And then when Arena of the Ancients enters the battlefield, tap all legendary creatures. Okay. This has always been maybe a little underplayed, but the that's the clause where because you know you can always like sacrifice your commander, get it back to your hand, replay it, use mm-hmm. it again. Because arena only taps them when it enters, it doesn't cause them to come into play tapped or anything like right. that. But the thing is with all your twiddles or uh you can in your additional you know, value your cards. cantrips and stuff yeah you can just tap down their commander again and now want to tap if arena of the ancients is out and again you don't care if your gadwick is tapped yeah well you could have like a variety circle out there and then play
2: arena of the ancients and just draw like three to six cards potentially yep because there are a lot of legendary creatures running around especially with cards like kethys and stuff now on the market
1: and you know everybody has at least one legendary creature yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: um more value to be had from tapping would be other things that sort of do what Gadwick does redundantly, but also uh, have additional value. This is actually one of my favorite cards that's put in the deck like this. It's Tameo the Moon Sage. She's a three blue-blue legendary planeswalker that comes in with four loyalty. And you can plus one her to tap target permanent, and it doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. So more liked, than the same, yeah. yeah. But the minus two is fun. Draw a card for each tapped creature target player controls. So you kind of have flexibility. You can play Tameo and do that to draw a bunch of cards, or you can have Tamiyo just sort of upticking all the time, and eventually in your big turn, Gatwick taps down six things, Tameo minuses two, you
1: draw six cards, and then you are just in business. All this stuff works with Tamiyo so well because all those twiddle effects on the cantrips really can't protect her. Yeah. There's the problem with Planeswalkers we always talk about. You play it, and it's really hard to have enough defense up that somebody can't get in. Mm-hmm. Hit your Planeswalker, yeah, but if you're just like, oh, but I just have enough mana to cast two one-mana cantrips and tap down the two attackers that are potentially coming at it, and now all of a sudden I'm going to get Tameo, you know, I'm going to untap with Tameo being just fine, healthy loyalty, that's really powerful, yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, the next one is a classic. It's Opposition. It's two blue-blue for enchantment. You can tap and untap creature you control, and then you tap target artifact, creature, or land. Yeah, Opposition is just nuts. It's one of those cards
2: you like first pick in like a vintage cube or whatever. Uh, but the thing is, you are going to be able to tap e- almost everything here because Gatwick gets non-land permanence, but Opposition allows you to tap down lands. Yeah. And that is brutal. super, super brutal, yeah. Just doing that on someone's untap step and just being like, actually
1: you don't get access to five of your lands. Yeah, during their upkeep you're just like, Nope, I tapped down a bunch and they're like, uh, I was gonna do stuff, but now yeah. I only have three mana available to me this turn. And then you play spells that lets you tap
2: down other things, like their creature maybe they have like mana creatures or whatever. Like, yeah, there's lots to be done here with opposition. Um, and it's definitely one of those cards that does not earn you any friends at the table. No,
1: it's well known to
2: be people hate
1: it if yeah. they see it. Yeah. It's just one of those reasons. <laughs> but where you're by just the like, time you oh. cast it, you're usually like, Well, nobody's doing anything except me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's don't lots. play it out as just value with nothing else going on, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. I'll use this
2: later. No, play it out when you're going to use it. It's funny, Gatwick We're like, yeah, it's not fun to win with Lab Maniac, and now we're talking
1: about all these other unfun ways to win with him. <laughs> it's okay. This next card's really interesting. I've never actually seen it. <laughs> really, you found this, and I was like, oh, this card's yeah, cool. This I'm... card is just weird and nuts. I I don't know where this, how this works, but I love it. Uh, it's Abushan Cephalid Emperor. So it's four blue, blue, six mana total for a legendary creature. Cephalid is three, three. You can tap and untap Cephalid you control, and you can tap target permanent. So you, so can, you tap can tap itself. Abishan if you yeah. want to. You can also pay blue, 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 and tap all creatures without flying. Including all of your them. own.
2: All of them, yeah. So what you do is you'd activate Abishan to tap down maybe a permanent or another flyer, and then you play blue, blue, blue because it's going to tap himself down as well, and boom. All creatures tapped. tapped. Verity Circle just is just cackling if that happens.
1: If you do it on the end step before your turn, the two people to your right are in huge trouble because (laughs) they're going to be tapped down during your turn and the the person person. to your left turn. And the, the person directly to your right is tapped for all three players' turns. Like, that's the worst. Yeah, and at any time, you can just play blue, blue, blue. And, like, Cryptic
2: Command does this. Yeah. For one blue, 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 this is repeatable on Abishan. And... In the Mom Blue deck, obviously, it's a very steep cost otherwise, so it's hard to play this card in the other decks, so I understand why it's not that popular.
1: But if you got Verity Circle, you got Meek Stone, mm-hmm. you got all these other things going on, this is like pure value. I love it. Alright, there are a couple of cards that make the tapping ability of Gadwick a lot worse than just tapping stuff. Not for you, the Gadwick player. For yeah, a people. lot better for you, a lot worse <laughs> for your opponents. Um, there's Willbreaker. It's three blue-blue for a creature. It's a two-three. It's a wizard. But it says, whenever a creature an opponent controls becomes the target of a spell or ability you control, remember Gadwick. Is a, is second text is an ability. Mm-hmm. You gain control of that creature for as long as you control Willbreaker. So yeah. now your one mana cantrips become control magics. Yeah, and you get to tap down something else. Instant speed. Yeah,
2: like we're just stacking text on the Gadwick here. No, you
1: would you you you'd have to tap uh, down the thing you're taking. Yeah, because
2: oh that's right because yeah. you're targeting it. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah that's what's true. giving you that's control true. of it. Okay, but okay. still, it's, but still, it's
1: brutally brutal.
2: Yeah, uh, Willbreaker is one of those cards that does exactly what. The the name of the card is it, it just breaks your will in my tim deck it's just so oh, incredibly yeah. good oh yeah you're just pinging things no, left and right. everything thank yeah. you yeah oh geez <laughs> uh next up is dismiss into dream it's one of those high cost enchantments six in the blue each creature your opponents control is an illusion in addition to its other types and has when this creature becomes the target of a spell or ability sacrifice it we have listed so many cards in this in this so far that all have abilities that target creatures. And now you're going to force
1: them to sack every single thing you target? It's brutal. Oh, my gosh. Also, this does interesting things. Like, they can't target their own stuff with stuff. Oh, you right. So putting, oh, right. putting lightning greaves on their commander, they have to sacrifice it. They can't <laughs> even do stuff like that. Like, this card's underrated. It's very, very powerful. But in a deck like this, you're just going to, like, they won't be able to keep any creatures out. Yeah, that's actually super insane. The art's really cute, too. Yeah, (laughs) the art is deceptively cute for a card that's not cute in any way. Wolf things coming out. It's like, oh, nice. That's nice. All (laughs) right. So, that's sort of an overview of the cards we thought of that came to mind first for a Gadwick, you know, a deck built around Gadwick. But Mm -hmm. also, I think Gadwick can be very powerful within some other decks that already exist.
2: Yep, Animar is gonna love a card oh, like yeah. this. Uh, the X cost gets to be reduced by how many counters that are on, our plus and plus counters are on Animar, so you could definitely cast this as
1: a blue, 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 just like draw six at some point draw in the game.
2: Draw ten. Draw ten. Draw infinite. Because and of in MGs. Animar, that's
1: the scariest thing, because then you're like, well, then I'll just play the other six cards I drew because they all cost <laughs> yeah, zero. Yeah, they all cost nothing yeah.
2: now, yeah. <laughs> and they're all gonna give me crazy value. Um, you have to be slightly more blue-focused because blue, 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 again, is hard to do. Yeah. And is one of those cards that you have to play on turn three or turn two if you can.
1: Um, so- but Anamar does often play Birds of Paradise and those mm-hmm. type of cards with Noble mm-hmm. Hierarch and things like that just to get Animar out on turn two if possible. Yeah. So you can often have the blue, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good card there. Yarick, the new uh, desecrated. Panharmonicon on a commander type creature. Yeah. Yep. so this is just draw double with Gadwick.
2: Yeah, seems pretty seems good. good. Seems good. Seems, uh, seems, Nabon, so
1: good. <laughs> Dean of Iteration is a legendary creature. So yes. if you had a Nabon deck, a Wizards themed deck, yeah, we can go in that those, I think two, those two are two cards best friends have to, yeah they have to be best friends if one's in the deck or the lead singer of a deck then the other one's in the deck right? yeah it's yeah. almost like he's a partner commander yeah. <laughs> almost oh, almost. that would be broken if they were actual that, partners
2: that, yeah <laughs> I think the, the format would scream in terror uh, and one of my favorite cards recently any deck that plays Unbound Flourishing so this is a green enchantment that basically says it doubles X values um, whenever you cast a permanent spell with the mana cost that contains X you double the value of X so that's pretty good yeah pretty nice yeah ex-tribal you have to be in green as well but yeah it's i de- mean you're, you're running giant you know hydras yeah. all those
1: things and you can run something like gadwick to refill your hand so yeah uh very very cool so that is our coverage of our preview card from throne of eldraine to the listeners what do you think of gadwick any cool combos or synergies that come to mind that we didn't mention? Any yep. uh, you know, Tweet them at us, put it in the comments, twiddle email them. us. Twiddle your thumbs on Twitter. Twiddle your thumbs on Twitter. I like and that. And let us know. Uh, or, you know. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. Here's a better place to okay. twiddle your thumbs.
2: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. At carkeen.com slash command zone. <laughs> yeah, twiddle that onto
1: your keyboard. Could you imagine
2: just twiddling, like only typing with your
1: thumbs? <laughs> so I have a friend and he's like, he's a writer. He's written like movies. He had yeah. like a three picture deal at Disney. When you watch him type, he's like that. It's like. I'm like, wait a minute. You've written you've written 20 screenplays. He's like, you write them all like that? Yep. Just like hunt and peck every time. It's crazy. (laughs) You know, I have found that the ability to type
2: fast sometimes lets my words like go faster than the thoughts I can have. So maybe maybe I should reduce myself to
1: a slower. No, no, I think you should do it the way you're doing it. It's
2: frustrating to watch, man. I'm like, get there. I guess if it works, it works. And what does work is Car Kingdom's excellent customer service as well as their shipping speeds. Uh, you're going to get your cards to you so very quickly. So head on over to Kingdom.com slash commandzone. And like Josh said earlier, limited time only. The offer is ending soon. If you order any sealed Commander 2019 products in the mail with your product, you'll receive a code that lets you unlock special backgrounds in our Lifelinker app that are color-themed and coded to the decks this year in
1: Commander 2019. Very exciting. Yeah, cardkingdomcom slash commandzone. Don't forget. And also don't forget our other sponsor... Ultra Pro, who does all the awesome theme stuff that goes along with each and every set. They've got the Commander 2019 stuff out right now, but very soon the Throne of Eldraine stuff will be available. And that art is crazy. The Seb McKinnon art—have you seen that yes. one that has like the castle in the middle that looks like the Planeswalker symbol? Yes, like, it's insane. That is what Seb McKinnon, by the way, just has been on a killing tear. it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that is on a playmat. I saw Ultra Pro tweet about it. I don't know how you get a hold of it. Sometimes those things are like prize walls at GPs and stuff. But yeah. But follow, follow. you should go follow Ultra Pro uh, International on Twitter. We'll put the Twitter mm-hmm. up here because they are tweeting about the products that they've got. and they It's do. a good way to keep up with stuff, too. People are always like, oh, when is this coming out? Or When's how do that? I get that? Yeah. Yeah, Ultra and... Pro International got you back. Yeah. All right. So now it's time for the end step where we talk about something cool outside the world of magic. It's 2004.
2: You log on to your giant computer with your CRT monitor. Okay. You've paid a monthly fee. To get yourself involved in the world's most popular game, the servers can't handle it, and your life, as
1: you know it, is over. Is over. (laughs) But you're doing this now in
2: In Azeroth or Orgrimmar. That's right. Wow, Classic. Wow. Who knew? I. I just can't believe it. I mean, Josh, when you were growing up, you played EverQuest, right? Oh, yeah. Big EverQuest fan. I wow, baited
1: was... World of Warcraft because our oh, entire guild got invited nice. by uh, Blizzard to go beta. Yeah, because I remember when, like, the level cap was, like, 27, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. While we were baiting it. And, and uh, items weren't bind on pickup then. Gosh. Yeah, it was crazy.
2: <laughs> so, while Classic is back, Blizzard has decided to really jump on the nostalgia train full force and re-release World of Warcraft in its classic version. They didn't change... Almost anything. So there are so many parts because I've been playing it. There's bugs and
1: everything on purpose. Yeah,
2: they, they could have been optimized. You're like, why is the respawn rate so low? It's like, well, that's how it was originally. Yep. So we're not gonna fix it to make a better player experience because this is the player experience. The it's crazy. I, I kind
1: of love it. How popular? <laughs> I mean, it it's like blew up. Like yeah. it's insane. It's like the top thing on Twitch, Twitch for, for every single oh, day oh, Yeah, like, for a week now yeah. straight. Yeah. It's a uh, nostalgia is real, man. Yeah. If you want to add I, I me, you can join. <laughs> but yeah. Don't. We shouldn't be talking about it. Cause every time I'm like, I sort of want to, but I, I'm just like, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't punish yourself. <laughs> uh, Cause I, well, yeah, but you like. You're, it could take your entire life away Like as far yeah. as like, that's all you want to do.
2: Yeah, while and all MMOs sort of have this addictive quality to them, um, but it's a fancy world. I've I've managed to give myself time limits now, so I'm uh, only allowed to play at certain
1: points. That's such an or adult. Key mark.
2: I know, it's bad, because all the time I'm like, I'm an adult, I can change, my, I can do whatever I want, I don't need to abide by this. But you know yourself, so that's smart. Yeah, yeah I do know myself. This game definitely, uh, I wouldn't say it ruined my life, but it was a huge part of my life growing up. Um, and it's nice to see it back. It's nice seeing, to be playing with old friends as well. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that got their old guilds back together. I think that's kind of cool. Um, if you want to add me, I'm on Fairlina as my Twitter avatar username. Just let me yeah. know. Yeah, I'm not going to download
1: it because I also know myself.
2: Yeah, you know yourself too well. Yeah. And there are enough things Do <laughs> You guys want to watch time.
1: Game Nights, right? Well, they won't come out if I download that <laughs> game. So <laughs>
2: Sorry, Game Nights this month <laughs> is canceled because World of Warcraft Classic is back with its hyper-amazing graphics. <laughs> The game's cool, though. How, uh, how, what level are you now? I'm 25, what, What'd you I make? Think. Like, what's your uh, class uh, and race? So I played in a uh, Knight of Warrior originally, okay. and I never played Orc, or uh, the Horde. And yeah. it, it was always apparent that the Horde just had way more fun than the Lions players. So you are so Horde this time I'm, around? I'm Horde this time around, uh. yeah. And I'm playing a Shaman, which is just, well, one, at level 20, you get a Ghost Wolf, mm-hmm. which gives you 40% increased speed instead of waiting to level 40 for amount. So, that was also a big part of me not wanting to waste that much time in the game. And I can run places faster. <laughs> totally worth
1: it. And actually, probably it's the, gonna save the best quality of life thing you can do. Tens of hours, yeah, probably. Sure, yeah, sure. yeah. And when you have a time limit on how much you play, you really can't afford to use That's that, right. like just trying to get to the zone you're trying to get to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well let's stop talking about it like I said That's what right. we should be talking about is our sister podcast the masters <laughs> of modern like Alex Kessler and Ben Bateman they talk about the modern format and all things competitive Magic. There's been a lot of shakeups in that format recently, so if you want to hear sort of how the dust is settling and what's going to be good now and all the rest of it, definitely you yeah. can find those guys. Big bands and everything too. Yeah, Big exactly. Too. Storm so Forage Mystic and all that. It's tons of stuff. So who knows what's going to happen there? The, they will definitely be on top of it. You can find them on Twitter at the the MM Cast. You can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, all your podcast apps. Just type in Masters of Modern. You can also type that into YouTube. They do videos now. All right. And our
2: editors for the show are Ashlyn Rose and. Chris Craig Blanchett again big props to them August was an insane month for all of us we released like 10 videos in a week it felt like and they were on top of all of that it was our
1: biggest month ever as far as number of videos released number of total views number of subscribers gained it was a lot of work but it paid off we appreciate everybody who tuned in and is continuing to do
2: so yep we love commander and special thanks, of course, to Jeffrey Palmer. You can find Matt Living Cards MTG. He does the animations behind us on set, as well as on the podcast video version. The beginning and outro animations. That awesome soaring intro. I never get. Never gets old.
1: Maybe we can get him to do the new promo art for Sauron. Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll have to talk to him. There are a lot
2: more layers than that one.
1: <laughs> it's a complex machine. Uh, you can follow Jeffrey on Twitter at LivingCardsMTG.
2: All right, that wraps it up. Gadwick is awesome. Hope you guys enjoy brewing around him as well. Yeah, I hope you draw a lot
1: of cards. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Peace.